AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. It's the Matt McNeil Show. Our COVID expert is Dr. Joe Eastman. He has worked with NASA. He's worked with the LTER. He's worked with Colorado State University. He's currently part of the University of Texas Austin COVID modeling team, living up in Grand Rapids up in the Northlands. And he's kind enough today to join us to talk a little bit about uh, where things are at with COVID in this day and age. Hi, Dr. Joe. How are you? Hi. I'm still trying to figure that one out. Um, <laughs> I'm doing great, but I'll get better. <laughs> well, the, the you, um, you have not been. I got to be honest with you. You have not been, um, you know, the happiest, uh, you know, guy lately. It's you're, you're kind of frustrated with how things are going, especially on the federal government level in regards to COVID, right? Oh my gosh. Yeah, I, I mean, it, I feel like throwing my arms up at this point. It, it's um, we're 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 facing a really big uh, catastrophic situation if we don't get our act together soon. And um, it, the details are probably too complex for your listeners. But um, boy, yeah, I'm not well, not too happy right now. Well, but you see, this is the reason why I have you on is because yes, this is complex. But the reality is, is that we are. We what we've done is we have taken a lack of testing and a lack of positive tests henceforth because we've not had a lot of testing. And we have basically equated that to, you know, pandemic over. And as you have said, it's not you. First of all, we're just not tracking it like we should be. We're not testing anymore. No one's really doing any tests and the at home tests you have are relatively inaccurate. So you don't really know who's got it at what point. And you do have these new variants that keep evolving. And as you, if you put out with your, your last post here uh, on the fifth, that you basically, this is going to get bad again. You're, you're right. Um, the, the latest model predictions, you know, they, they don't look so bad. Like, you know, uh, like my previous January surges in, in that sense. But, um, my gosh, uh, every time we have one of these surges, we're, we're losing more and more of the workforce. Uh, there's more mutations going on, and, and we just have more people suffering. It, and at some point, you know, we got to face this crisis head on. Or, or I, We are literally one mutation away from a super super uh covid variant that uh could really be a serious threat to humanity in a, in a sense I, I i don't know how else to say it at this you, point we are, and, uh, well you are yeah, you're currently tra- you're currently tracking the xbb15 this is the latest variant uh it's one that's been hitting the east coast you're expecting, I was looking at your maps, you're expecting a pretty decent-sized flare-up of XBB15 uh, cases over the next three months, correct? That is correct. Um, Minnesota will be kicking in here in about, oh, probably two weeks, I, I the model says, and um, and then it, it will quickly wane here in Minnesota. But uh, there's other parts of the country where the XB um one five virus is is still like maybe thirty percent of the total variant pool out there and BQ one is still still dominating in these places. So once it really starts kicking in in these other areas, 
you're just going to see a kind of a flat line almost of, of cases nationally as all these different parts add up and, and uh, create a, what looks like a flat line. But locally, it's it's a crisis on on a local level that's going to happen. And, and our hospitals have had enough. And, uh, yeah, uh, I, I'm just, I hope it's wrong. But the model hasn't been wrong to this point. And I have no reason not to uh, take some guidance from it. Uh, okay, let's talk about a few different things. First of all, in regards to you saying, well, Minnesota is probably not going to be as bad. Is that weather related? Because once again, we are not in a, you know, warm weather climate. So is, you know, if, if we're out a little bit, it, 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 is that what it is? Is it, is this something that's going to be affecting Southern states more than Northern states? Um, yeah, well, it's, it's hard to explain. Uh, I'll put, I'll put it this way. Our, our COVID state as I call it, it, it is, a COVID state is kind of comprised of, you know, how many people have been vaccinated, infected, what your mitigation policy is, et cetera, et cetera. And, and Minnesota has been fairly decent at that. Um, so we're kind of at a point right now where um, we're, we're well braced for what's coming with XB5. But beyond that, I, I have no no qualms about saying it's going to get worse after the once we get another another variant uh, that's like the xb15 we could be in serious trouble you know and the other areas they're just starting to gain traction and um you'll you'll see texas is right now going through a pretty good one and I don't know if you looked at the animation, but um, yeah, there's in the last a long time, and, and they're going to peak at around a thousand cases per square kilometer in some urban areas. So, I mean, um, we're starting to approach numbers like we saw with the original Omicron, which is down to less than one percent across the whole country now. By the way, so when when you're talking about that, if we can, the when you're talking about a surge, let's talk about Minnesota. You're talking about a surge here. How many you you, inter, you put out there? You know, you're talking about te- Texas, a thousand cases per kilometer or something like that. What are what are what's a relatable number that you could give for Minnesota in that? And when you see it at the at the the XX, XBB15, when that's at its worst, what do you, what do you anticipate? What are the numbers showing you? Uh, I I believe Minneapolis, St. Paul will um, the the model says around six hundred per square kilometer, and right in the dense densest part of the Minneapolis-St. Paul urban area, um, it, uh, it quickly wanes because, you know, we build, that's what we're going through. We keep building up natural immunity, but we're finding that the natural immunity is wearing off really quick, quickly with each, each passing variant. So mm-hmm. um, we're heading to the point where it, I know people that have been, three weeks removed from a booster that have gotten infected again already. So, or they've had the COVID in the last couple of weeks and they got infected again. So um, each time you do that, you're rolling the dice for long COVID. I'll, I'll put it that way. Well, and you just sort of said you, your first statement was on natural immunity. So that's someone who gets it and then basically has the immunity for a while. Are you seeing a longer success ratio for vaccines or the long immunity at this point? Or are they both kind of, uh, as you kind of implied there at the end, both of them are starting to show real strains? 
yes, you're you're correct. They they are both um, both. You know, all this stuff is based on uh, in terms of the vaccine on the BA five. It was the bivalent booster, and that's almost gone. Um, it's about the only thing the, the boosters are doing now is is uh, helping you in case you do get infected uh, have a bad outcome. Uh, so in the in the natural immunity sense, these these buggers have evolved so well that they um, they know how to just reinfect. Even our natural immunity is not preventing these guys and from reinfecting you. And the other problem is they're getting deep into the tissue of our internal organs, and it's really getting tough to dislodge them uh, from infecting you and. Eventually, you're going to see lots, lots more probably heart attacks, which are an excess death of COVID that aren't really being accounted for as well as they should, because all of a sudden you're you're producing all kinds of clots because uh, the the immune system is 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 working in that direction. So, um, yeah, it, it's not a good trajectory around at the moment. Um, yeah, and, and so that's, and one of the things that you have said before, and this is something we, you've seen with the research with long COVID, it will get into these organs and it dramatically compromises organs across the body to where you basically end up having, you know, it's, it, it does damage and it's, it's taking years off people's lives. Even if they recover, uh, eventually here, it's, it's, the damage is long, long term for a lot of people. You're absolutely correct. And the, that's the thing that we got to account for is you're not going to see this big immediate response in terms of deaths and things like that. But uh, as we look at the long haul and all the people that have uh, had their uh, internal organs ravaged by this thing, and and even in mild infection cases, uh, it's just going to keep accumulating and we're going to lose more of our workforce and, uh, and see more, more really bad outcomes down the road, you know, not just within a month or two, but we're talking years down the road. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, we got to get our act together very soon. <laughs> uh, Dr. Joe Eastman is joining us here. Dr. Joe, I'm, I'm going to be remiss here. I know you, I've gotten to know you over the years here. Have you seen something that is scaring you? In the sense, I, the reason I ask this is this, you seem to really be on edge about the next variants. So are you starting to see new variants that are coming in that you're like, okay, this is everything bad we were not expecting? Is there something that you're seeing? I mean, your numbers alone are stark, but is there anything else that's a little bit more ominous that you're saying, you know, this is not good? Yeah. Um, first up is is our whole vaccines and the tools we got in our tests for treatment are, are pretty much worthless. And when they say keep boosting um maybe get one more bivalent booster but please stop after that because what you're doing is you're teaching your immune system to kind of look out for these variants um and not uh, what would i say properly react to the new variants that are coming along so um you're you're basically Kind of congesting down your immune system, so it, it it's not rapidly responding to the new variants that are coming in and infecting people. 
Uh, we've cre- your your immune system learns. I mean, it has a memory and it builds up over time. And by repeating the old vaccines and and eventually the bivalent, which I think was, is pretty much done with now too, um, we're we're doing we're going to reach a point where we're going to do more harm than benefit from this um, without without coming up with new vaccines. And you got Pfizer and, and Moderna with you know ten billions in profits, and they're not reinvesting any of that money into new research for the next generation of vaccines or anything like that. And uh, that that is really concerning me. Um, and the other thing is, everybody's got this kind of attitude right now where, oh, it's, everything's cool, we're okay, and uh, we'll just go about our life. And in the meantime, we keep, you know, incubating more and mutating more. And, and um, I'm not saying it's going to come, you know, this year or next year or maybe in the next decade, but eventually this thing is going to figure out the nastiest possible way to infect human beings mm-hmm. through some kind of mutation, like XBB15 went through when it basically combined two separate lines of uh, COVID variants into one and kind of produced the worst possible variant you could imagine at the time. So that that's where that's the direction we're heading. And that's why I am getting very concerned about. Uh, the lackadaisical effort by our government and, uh, uh, you know, God bless the president, but, uh, boy, this May 11th thing, I, I, that was like the last straw for me right now. <laughs> and, and what's in the May, and what was the May 11th thing? Well, it was him declaring the emergency over. Um, yeah. that's, that's kind of his target date for declaring the COVID emergency protocols over. Uh, people will, will have to pay for, what I think are getting to be useless vaccines, um, you know, 110 bucks a shot from Moderna, you know, for something that's not effective anymore. Uh, it's, there's all kinds of different aspects of, of what happens when you say, okay, it's no longer an emergency. We can go back to regular life and, um, uh, it, it's not going to spur any more research for for the new cutting edge vaccines and and in uh, therapeutics. I mean, my gosh, we need more therapeutics. We have no tools in our chest right now. Uh, so uh, I, I hate to be grim, but I, I'm just saying what I believe. And uh, I, I just saw Doctor Feigelding interviewed on Tom Hartman, and he's echoing the same sentiment that I just just expounded just now so um yeah it's a it's tough but uh, i i'll i won't stop i'll keep going but i have no reason of frustration well and, and understandably the when does it i mean is there a delineation point by sciences matters medicines matters that they say it goes from a pandemical problem to a, just an annual thing like the flu is there a certain is there an infection rate is there uh, you know, a death rate or something of that nature, that that's where the delineation point is? Uh, yeah, but we're probably talking, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we'll be dead and buried before that happens, <laughs> put it that mm-hmm. way. It's a, it's a long thing. I mean, I meant about a month or so ago, but, you know, think of, think of COVID as an infant right now and, and the, in, influenza, that's, that's the growing up adult. 
that's still still going on and still producing, but not it's not producing mutations even close to the rate that the, this COVID virus is is reproducing right now in terms of mutations and and new variants. So um, it, it's it's going to spiral out of control if we don't don't address it, and uh, the sooner the better. Dr. Joe Eastman once again joining us. Uh, Dr. Joe is, is, you know, you're giving out good advice here. So once again, what's the advice you're giving everyone to, to, to help still get through this? And right now your best defense is masks, avoid big crowds. Uh, you know, the, the basics right now, because our, our medicinal tools are pretty much ineffective at the moment. And, uh, we're kind of left out there dry, and they, especially the immune suppressed people, they don't even have the heavy shield anymore. And um, it's it's sad to see that it's coming to this point. And uh, that that is my best advice right now: is you know, mask up and wear a, a good mask, <laughs> and uh, limit your social contacts and. You know, distancing, uh, I, I, gosh, I mean, even the schools haven't retrofitted their HVAC system the way they should be right now. I mean, we're sending kids into that environment. Come on, please, America, wake up. Uh, you're, America, you're making Dr. Joe angry, and we don't want to do that. <laughs> Dr. Joe is a good man who's doing a lot of good work here. But I will say I, I'm, I'm the same with you. The way that our society looks at, well, the people who are dying are just old people. Come on, man. First of all, the greatest generation doesn't deserve to go out like this, nor the baby boomers for that matter. And, 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 and the reality is, that, well, I, I hope I never get that callous to where I say 30 or so elderly people dying in each week is no big deal. I, I really, and me personally, I don't think that that's a, a good sign of humanity, if you ask me personally. Um, Dr. That's, Joe. I, that's why we all love you, Matt. No, I'm going to, I love you, man. I'm going to make sure I get your link out to your blog. Everyone read this. It's keep up to date with it. Follow his blog. Keep up to date with Dr. Joe. Uh, I'll of course, obviously spotlight this interview as well. Dr. Joe Eastman, doctor. Thank you very much. I appreciate the time as always. Oh, I appreciate talking to you, Matt. And uh, keep up the good work. Thank take you. Take care my friend. All righty. Uh, All we'll right. take a break. Come on back. It's the Matt McNeil show right here on AM 950.